Chapter Thirteen of the Adventures of Joel Pepper. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to find out how you can volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Elijah. Chapter Thirteen of the Adventures of Joel Pepper by Margaret Sidney. Chapter Thirteen: Passengers for the Boxford Stage. "'I declare that's fine,' said Ben, the next day. It was dull and cloudy, and he squinted up at the sky. "'There isn't a bit of wind. Now Mr. Blodgett'll have that bonnet. I guess that'll suit you, Joe, as you can't have much fun with that hand.' Joel squealed right out. "'That's prime, and I can pile in the sticks and straw just as well with my other hand.' "'You aren't going to touch that bonfire once it's lighted,' declared Ben, in his most decided way. Now you remember that, Joe Pepper? There ain't any good in it if I can help it, cried Joel, horribly disappointed. You can see it, said Ben, same's David. Oh, what's that? cried Joel. That won't be any fun. Then you can stay at home, said Ben coolly. As for having you, carrying around that fire and cutting up your capers, we ain't going to let you. Like enough, you'd be half burnt up. Whew! cried Joel, in high disdain, and snapping uh, the fingers of his well hand. I won't get a fire. I won't trust you. You'd be a fire before you knew it. You needn't tease, Joe. Mamsie wouldn't allow it. And Ben walked off and shut the door. Ben never lets me do anything, howled Joel, twisting his face up into a dreadful knot, and wishing there was something he could do with his left hand, for the other was all tied up in a sling. Mother Pupper wisely concluded that it to be the only way to keep it still. If I tie it up, Joel, you can't use it, she she had said, fastening the broad strip of white cloth firmly over his shoulder, and Joel, knowing there was uh, no use in protesting, had uh, borne it as well as he could, eh, making David wait on him, and driving Polly almost to despair in her efforts to amuse him. While she did up uh, the morning walk, Mother Pepper being away, "'Why won't you play in stagecoach, Joel?' prosed uh, Polly now as joel couldn't vent his disappointment loudly enough that's no fun with one hand said joel discontently drumming on the window-pane some folks always drive with their left hand or their hand said polly mr tisbett doesn't said joel gloomily regarding the bunch of white cloth that recovered his right hand he always drives with this one, sticking it out, kept when he takes both. Well, you can play there's been an accident, and you got hurt, and so you had to drive wind, said Polly. So I can, cried Joel, bounding away from the window. So I can, Polly Pepper, and I'll have it right now, and it's said to be a perfectly awful one. Come on, Davy, let's fix up uh, the coach and do you get inside, and I'll upset you, and most to smash everything to death. 
and joel ran and thither dragging the chairs and phronsie's little cricket and everything immovable into a place as well as he could with one hand take care joe warned polly wondering if she hadn't done wrong in protesting stagecoach don't fly round so you'll get hurt so you'll hurt your hand get up on the front seat if i were you and begin to drive would you have the horses run into something polly curse mash cried joel tucking at mamsie's rocking chair to bring it into line or make the stagecoach tumble over and roll downhill dear me cried polly going into the pantry to mix up her brown bed and wondering which would be the less of the two evils i'm sure i don't know joel i'm going to have em do both decided joel davy pull this up will you so little david ran and gave a lift on the other side of the big rocking chair to haul it into place we'll run into something and the horses uh, horse'll shy and that'll make uh, the old uh, old stage coach roll downhill gee wickets he up in huge delight i shan't let you play at all said polly from the pantry if you say such words joel you'll just have to stop and go and sit down so remember joel was clambering up into mr tisbett's seat on the box but he ducked his head at polly's rebuke get in dave he shouted recovering himself hurry up you're the passenger that wants to go to boxford there you're awful slow i'll drive off without you if you don't make haste he threatened gathering up in his left hand the bits of the string that were fastened to a nail in the corner of the shelf little david feeling it a dreadful calamity to be left behind when he wanted to go to boxford hopped nimbly into the opening in the pile of chairs that represented the old stagecoach and off they drove can't hold my whip cried joel in distress after a minute or so of bowling along the road to boxford accompanied with much shouting to mr tisbett's a pair of black horses and excitement generally as the stage driver tried to get out of the way of the great number of teams on the turnpike oh dear it ain't any fun without the whip and the whole establishment came to a dread stop i'll hold the whip cried the passenger eagerly poking his head out of the white stage-coach window no you won't either said joel you're the passenger oh dear they ain't without the whip then i can drive said the little david do let me joel he pleaded i won't either declared joel flatly i'm mr tisbett and besides there won't be anybody inside if you get up here he might be passenger said joel reflecting a moment goody oh so she might cried joel and safrina too and that'll make more upset then you may come up here dave he promised but when polly was made acquainted with this fine plan she refused to allow phronsie to enter into such a noisy noisy play and joel's face dropped so dismally that 
she was at her wits end to know how to straighten out the trouble just then one of the henderson boys came up to the door with a little pat of butter in a dish for mrs pepper here comes Paulettia henderson announced polly catching a sight of him through the window perhaps he can stop and play with you joel he ain't much good to play answered joel who never seemed to be able to wake up the quiet boy to such action oh joel he'll play real pretty i guess said polly reprovingly and he's such a good boy he might be the passenger said joel thinking busily as polly ran to the door to let the henderson boy in we'll play he's the minister goin over to preach in boxford and we'll accept upset him just before he gets there jump out dave and get up here i don't know as we ought to upset him if he's the minister objected david doubtfully as he clambered up to joel's side still a perfect thrill of delight seized him at his promotion to the seat of honor and his little hands trembled as joel laid the precious whip within them no i guess i'd rather you had the reins decided joel twitching away the whip to lay the bits of a string in david's little brown hands you can drive first cause i want to crack the whip awful loud as we start and then i'll take him again david who would much rather have whip said nothing feeling it to bliss enough to be up there on the box and doing something his paletia a light-haired boy serious boy walked slowly into the kitchen you're the passenger shouted joel at him and cracking his whip and you're going over to boxford hurry up and get in the stagecoach i'm mr tisbett and i'm helping paletia cried david turning a very pink and happy face down toward him i don't want to go to boxford said paletia philoridly and standing quite still while polly went to the pantry to slip the little pat of butter onto another plat oh how good it looks she said longing for just one taste well you got to go said joel obstinately so you'd better get in but i don't want to go to boxford repeated paletia not stirring joel cracked the whip angrily and glittered down at him perhaps he wants to go somewhere else said little david leaning forward and clutching the reins carefully and that'll be just as good do you asked joel crossly want to go anywhere else paletia paletia considered so long over this that joel drumming with his heels on the dashboard already got tired out and shouted hurry up and get in the stagecoach is going which had the desired effect to make the passenger slip in much livelier than he intended now we're going to boxford announced joel positively cracking his whip at its loudest be careful david hold the horses up he said he didn't want to go to boxford put in little david trembling all over at the vast responsibility of holding in mr tisbett's horses 
and the passengers being taken where he didn't want to go. Well, he didn't tell us where he wanted to go, said Joel, and the stagecoach is going to Boxford. Boxford! Box! he screamed to imaginary people along the road. Anybody want to go to Boxford? I said I didn't want to go to Boxford, interrupted the passenger in general then. Well, you got to go, said Joel, because the stagecoach is going there. Boxford! Boxford! Any going? Anybody going to Boxford? Want to go ma to Marm? As an imaginary old woman sitting on a stone by the roadside. I'm going to get out, announced Pelletia, in a tone that convinced Joel that the remonstrance was useless. No, you mustn't, cried Joel. And you can't either, for the accident's coming now, he added cheerfully. Davy held his breath and clutched the lines tighter yet, and Joel screamed shrilly, Look out! and gave an awful kick with his heels to the back of the top chair, and before anybody could say a word, over it came, knocking Davy with it, and before the passenger could get out, Mr. Tisbett and his assistant, and the best part of all, the whole establishment seemed to be on top of him. Polly heard the noise and came rushing out. Oh! boys boys she cried in a fright are you hurt for everything seemed to be in a heap together with some small eggs kicking wildly about trying to extract the persons to whom they belonged i ain't announced joel hopping out of heaps and shaking the black hair out of his eyes oh polly it was such fun he cried davy davy and Paletia, she cried an awful dread at her heart on account of the little guest as she hung over the wreck pulling busily at the chairs are you all safe little david tried to speak but his head ached dreadfully and the breath seemed to have left his body Pelletia said slowly Rabbi, i barked my shin he didn't want to go to boxford oh dear me exclaimed polly fishing him out that's too bad Joel, you ought to have taken him to Boxford if he didn't want to go. That wouldn't have made a difference, declared Joel, because we had to get upset anyway. Well, Davy's hurt, I accept, said Polly, looking Pelletia carefully all over, as in duty bounded to a guest as uh, he stood up before her. Oh, no, I ain't Polly said little david trying to speak cheerfully and crawling out to with a big lump on his forehead oh dear me exclaimed polly at the uh, sight of it well i'm glad child it's no worse as she rapidly examined uh, the rest of him now you must g go and get some pieces of wet brown paper on that i'm glad i didn't have to get wet brown paper all over me declared joel with a grimness old slippery shiny brown paper i brought my shin gravely announced Pelletia, standing quite still oh so you did cried polly with a remorseful twinge now you must wait davy till i fix uh, Pelletia up for he's company you know 
i grandma's got some wormwood the stuff she made for phronsie with a toe when twas pounded suggested joel quite obvious to the black looks which Pelletia was constantly casting on him you may run over and see said polly oh dear me no you can't just look at your hand as she happened to glance up joel looked down quickly at the big white bundle in the sling there ain't nothing he was going to say the matter with my hand polly when he saw some very red spots spreading quickly along its surface oh now you burst the cut open cried polly forgetting herself and turning quite white what shall we do and mamsie away little david at that burst into a loud cry and joel tried to say no i haven't but looking very scared at polly's scream oh i'll fix it joe she exclaimed in haste though how she managed to get the words out she never knew let me see mamsie would untie it if she were here and put on court plaster now david you run over to grandma's and ask her to give us some more she told us to come if we wanted and i'll put on a fresh piece just as tight oh you can't think polly kept talking all the time feeling good that she should drop if she didn't and little david forgetting all about the lump on his forehead now that uh, now that uh, was um, the most as big as an egg ran off as fast as he could and presently returned with the court plaster that polly so needed waving it over his head polly took off of the bloody rag setting her lips tightly together until she saw joel's face again then she began quickly oh what a nice time you're going to have at that bonfire joe is there going to be a bonfire asked Pelletia, with more interest than he had uh, hitherto shown yes said polly there is Pelletia. mr blodgett's uh, going to burn up all that rubbish left after he pulled down his uh, cow pen you know where's he going to burn it continued Pelletia. this afternoon said polly ben's over there and joel's going and david and all the while she was uh, dabbing off the blood running down out of the side where the court plaster slipped with the stage went over then she cut off another bit from the piece that grandma bascom sent over and quickly passed it over the edge of the old piece there now joey she cried that's as nice as it can be now i'll get you a fresh piece of old cloth to tie it up in well i don't want it tied up cried joel wiggling his fingers they feel so good to be up polly oh you must have em tied up cried polly deceitfully running back with the cloth hold your hand still joe now there now says i that's all done she gave a great sigh of relief when at last joel's arm was once more in its sling i'm glad it's all back again polly said little david viewing the bundle with satisfaction so am i i declare said polly folding her hands to rest a bit 
i guess i'll have to go to that bonfire observed pelletia at the sound of his voice polly came to herself with a little gasp oh i forgot all about you pelletia and david's head i'll see your shin first cause you're company when pelletia's small trouser leg was pulled up polly saw with dismay a black and blue spot rapidly spreading oh dear me she cried down on her knees what will will dear mrs henderson say and she's so good to us and i didn't want to go to boxford either said pelletia well david you must uh, just uh, run back and ask grandma if we shall have little wormwood said polly i'd go but i don't like to leave you children alone in distress as she saw david's uh, lump on his forehead and his hot tired face i'm sorry for you've just been over there i'll go cried joel springing off but polly called him back no you can't joe she cried you'll burst that cut open again maybe davy must go tell grandma one of the minister's boys has got hurt so davy ran over again trying not to think how his head ached and 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 he came in a few minutes with uh, the bunch of worm dangling at his side she said grandma did pound it up and tie it on with a rag if you haven't got time to steep it said davy relinquishing the bundle into polly's hand and to put some on my head too he added feeling this to be a calamity as much worse as he could be imagined than to have on the brown paper bits so i will declared polly oh how good of grandma boys we must ever do uh, and uh, all we can for her she's so nice to us now i must pound this up just as uh, she said this operation was somewhat delayed by all three of the boys hanging over her and getting in the way and phronsie who had been busy with safrina in the, in the bedroom now running out to, to add herself to the number it was a little time for Pelletia's small leg had the wet rag tied on well now you're done said polly thankfully and you had better run home Pelletia, and tell your mother all about it and how sorry we are yes said Pelletia, slowly moving off i will cause she told me to come right oh Pelletia, exclaimed polly in honor and you've been here all this time and i didn't want to go to boxford said Pelletia, going off pretty soon back he came just as polly finished bathing davy's head i'll take the dish he said mother said bring it back End of chapter thirteen read by elijah fisher